First Federal Bank and Trust presents the return of Dining for a Cause at Smith Alley Brewing on Monday, January 22nd from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Our goal is to support local restaurants and nonprofits. On January 22nd, help us support the incredible work of the Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange. First Federal will match the restaurant's proceeds from that day up to $10,000. Dining for a Cause, Monday, January 22nd at Smith Alley Brewing, with proceeds benefiting Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange. Dining for a Cause, presented by First Federal Bank and Trust. Wrap Plumbing and Heating can handle any job you have, big or small. From new construction to a pesky leaking toilet, the professionals at Wrap Plumbing and Heating are here to assist you. Drippy faucet? Sure. New shower hardware? No problem. Plumbing an entire new house? For sure. Clogs that need snaked? Oh yeah. Wrap Plumbing and Heating has not met a job they can't handle. Too big a crap? Call Dan Rapp at 429-1196. You opened your account with your local Sunlight Federal Credit Union, but maybe you find yourself on vacation or going to college or are moving away and you wonder how will you access your account. Well, don't worry. It has never been easier. You can access your account at more than 5,000 co-op shared branch locations in all 50 states, just like you were at your home credit union. To find the nearest branch, visit coopsharedbranch.org. Sunlight Federal Credit Union, banking done local no matter where you are. Sunlight Federal Credit Union, member NCUA, an equal housing lender, building a brighter future together. You can help local conservation, create new outdoor opportunities, and preserve local history. All you have to do is buy a ticket to the Fly Fishing Film Tour at the Wyo Theater, Saturday, February 3rd. All proceeds benefit Sheridan Community Land Trust. Enjoy a fun night celebrating the outdoors and win big on the raffle. Get your tickets today at Fly Shop of the Bighorns or at wyotheater.com. Remember when your mom used to say, don't break your arm, patting yourself on the back? Well, if you ignored her and broke your arm, then the Health Nut is the place for you to get all healthy again. Every inch of the Health Nut can make you feel better about yourself. The soup, sandwich, and salad bar, and smoothie so good you'll forget you even got a broke arm. Remember how your mom used to say you'd forget your head if it wasn't glued on? Well, we can't fix that, but most everything else at the Health Nut in Sheridan's Fifth Street Mall. From Sheridan Media News, it's time for Open Line Friday. Your chance to join the conversation and talk about what you want to talk about. Call the Jackson Electric Open Line at 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. And now your hosts for Open Lines, Ron Richter and Aaron Palmer. And good morning, Jackson Electric Open Line Friday, and it's your opportunity to talk about what you want to talk about, or maybe the topics that we're going to talk about. And we had kind of a two-week poll question, because it was the new year, and it was kind of pertinent, so we just let it ride. So, Ron, the poll question from the last couple of weeks was what? And we've got different results, because people still were... Yes, voting. still voting. First, uh, Northern Bank of Wyoming poll question. Do you have a New Year resolution? Um, 43% says no. I do not have New Year resolutions. Uh, 40% says absolutely no. And then we have uh, 17% that said yes. So a little bit of movement, but still overwhelmingly people either don't have a New Year's resolution or just simply, no. yeah, no. no. 
And that kind of goes along. We talked about it at, on last week's show that uh, nationally, Americans don't generally have resolutions. There are people that, that do. But for the most part, it's pretty much the same result nationwide. People are right. like, eh, nah. this is yeah, like you know, like you said last week, this is pretty much consistent with the uh, national right. statistics. Right. And you and I talked. I don't have a resolution per se. There are certain things that I'll probably want to improve, whether it's you know this, that, or the other. And I think most people are that way. They just have certain things that they do. It's just not a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A formal. I'm going to have a resolution. Yes. So it is what it is. Okay. Well, you know, I, I know the, the the gyms love it because their memberships go up. And, You've noticed that, too. Yeah, yeah that's pretty common. You get First people, week, yeah. So <laughs> new like year, new me. The, the, I don't know what you could call them. I don't even want to come up with a, a term. Maybe, Gene, you can. We got Gene Sterling in the studio yeah. today, by the way. We're going to talk about the but, Western movie. Yeah, they but, should start a gym for three weeks and then turn it into a bar. <laughs> there, that, that that's actually, that's, hey. And that's basically, you, that's you get idea. a lot of these people that walk around the gym and they actually don't even work out. They walk around and basically have their phone in their face. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? You don't really need to be at the gym to do that. Yeah. You, you just wander around the mall or something. Pretty, pretty much what you do everywhere else, you know. So now <laughs> you come to the gym. Yeah, I'm at the gym. They take a <laughs> selfie and put it on their Instagram. And it's like, you're at the gym doing nothing. Come yeah. on now. Let's... Yeah, when actually, I was in there, it's like I was I was trying to improve my heart strength and whatever else. I didn't have time for all that other stuff. I selfie at the gym. Who wants to see me sweaty? And, uh-huh. and come on, man. Yeah, I hear you. Seriously, okay. I don't. Well, we do have a caller, but we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and get started. And uh, this talk, we got a bunch of stuff we're going to talk about on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. We'll be back right after this. <laughs> Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. Maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet. Maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building. Maybe it's high efficiency LED lighting or a fire alarm system or phone system installation and repair. Maybe it's data system wiring, irrigation wiring or electric motor sales and repair. Commercial, residential, industrial, agriculture, above ground, below ground. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. If you're looking for a little extra sports coverage in life, you should check out the Weekend Sports Wrap podcast hosted by me, James Timberlake. Every week we break down some of the biggest stories in the sports world as well as some other topics along the way. And we'll maybe talk about something random like how mind-blowing the invention of shoelaces must have been when they first came out. Who knows? For all of your sports jargon and maybe a little extra Check out the Weekend Sports Wrap podcast posted every Tuesday wherever you get your podcasts or on SheridanMedia.com presented by Jack and Kathleen Wood at 307 Real Estate and Alpine Climate Control. This public service message is presented by BHJ Property Management at 101 South Main. This is Ken from Northern Wyoming Walleyes. We need Christmas trees to create fish habitat. Please bring your Christmas trees to Sheridan County Fairgrounds. There will be a dump trailer near the kids' fishing pond to put those no longer needed Christmas trees in. No tinsel or decorations, please. For info, call 307-751-4047 and happy holidays. Fun, fun. 
Lots of stuff to talk about on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. We'll get to that. We do have a caller. Caller, you're on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Thank you for holding, and go ahead. Yes, once again, gentlemen, thank you for <clears throat> allowing me to comment. Oh, Some, good morning. A couple, of, a couple of things have happened this week that really were not fully presented in the newspaper. Um, among those is the city of Sheridan asked for a letter of support from the county commissioners for the Northeast Transmission Waterline Project. Now, these letters, and they asked also of the SAWS board, these letters would be sent to the Wyoming Water Development Commission before January 10th, and the city uh, is hoping to get money from the Water Development Commission to build this Northeast Waterline. Well, the county commissioners met on Tuesday and said no. The only two who voted to support the transmission line were uh, Commissioners Haswell and Ringley. Then the SAWS board met at 5 o'clock on, I believe, Wednesday. <clears throat> and the only members of that board, and there's a, it's a three, uh, it's a six-member board, three from the city and three from the county, <clears throat> again, the answer was no. Haswell from the county was the only yes vote. Okay, moving from that then, this um, water line, the development that this northeast transmission water line would bring water to is Story House. So on Wednesday also, the Attainable Housing Council did not select Story House for the land trust funding, the ARP funding. Instead, they picked Weston Village, Stone Mill Construction. This is near the existing high-tech park north of Sheridan, where close to but not near where Weatherby is, across the interstate on right. the Decker Highway. CETA right. did not pick Story House a couple of months ago to put their new high-tech park instead they picked land next to the current high-tech park again on the north end of town well my question in regard to this is in listening to uh city representative uh, dan roberts uh utilities department well this would have a larger purpose and serve a greater need and expand the city's ability to attract 20,000 more uh, individuals to live in Sheridan and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. There's been a lot of talk, and, of course, Mr. Roberts presented to the county commissioners and presented to the SAWS board. Both entities declined, again, to write letters of support for this northeast transmission line. And what is somewhat confusing to me is, is all of this being done only to support this hoped-for project called Story House. I have mentioned this before. The land would uh, transverse uh, where the pipeline would go would uh, be owned by another entity who's never come forward and said, I want to be a developer. So my New Year's resolution might be, who is Story House? We know it's represented by Mr. Higgins. He's the registered agent for it. Jane Clark said about a year ago there were six investors from Carroll ERA Realty, but they're playing their cards pretty close to their vest. Who are these people that such an effort would be made to create 
before them a potential that seems to be falling apart like a wet paper napkin. So that's the only thing I wanted to reflect on because I did not find in the Sheridan Press any reference at all to these uh, letters of support which were denied, nor uh, they did indicate that Weston Village was picked uh, in the paper by the Attainable Housing Council, but it's just a, uh, an uptick is all it is. I, I wanted people out there who are interested to know that those letters were denied. And uh, where this leaves this project, I don't know. They're apparently intending to reapply for that pipeline uh, by the 10th. So that's all I wanted to say. And if you wanted to talk, we could talk. And if you don't, why, I can get off the line. Well, Vicki, I did have one question. I, I did uh, cover this uh, as far because I was at the county commission meeting. Yes. And so I did do a story. I didn't delve into a lot of the, you know, intricacies, but I did right. say that, you know, it was there. So I have a basic understanding of what's going on. But one of the things I keep hearing about is this story house, and I have no idea what this is. Do you have any information on this at all? Story house is the name of a development on East 5th Street. Okay. That right now what you've got up there is dirt. Right. And, a, and a, a sign saying this is Story House, and there was a Chamber of Commerce picture in the, in, in the press several, oh, many months ago, showing individuals in support of it. Uh, at that county commission meeting where they <clears throat> denied a letter of support, I believe it was Mr. Wright, commissioner, who said, well, I was only up there for the photo op, meaning... Uh, an opportunity to present himself as encouraging economic development, not that he was there because he had a, a deep dive into who owned it. Okay, right. Okay, he did say that at the meeting. Anybody, by the way, anybody can pick up strips, um, thumb drives, whatever you want to call it, of these meetings. You can go ask for that from the clerk, and if you want to listen to it again, you can listen to the totality of sure, it. But, sure. but Story House originally presented itself, uh, Jane Clark, way back a year ago, came to the first attainable housing meetings suggesting that Story House would be a good buy-in for that ARP money, American Rescue Plan money that would go to build attainable houses that Habitat for Humanity would manage as a land trust. Okay. And but they don't... Let me, let me interrupt you right there. I'm sorry. So it's, it, it's not a specific property per se. Oh, it's yeah. it's a, a development of a, of a, for lack of a better term, a subdivision up there, correct? What it is, is it's a, there seems to be a totality of about 170-some acres. They're offering it out as parcels. Um, Cecile Good with the city can give you Story House's offer to the attainable people. Okay. But what they hoped for was the ARP funding, and they would say, okay, you can have 40 lots, okay. or, okay, anyway. But what they've got up there is they don't have anything. They don't have any water. They don't have any sewer lift. They don't have any power. They've got a concept. And this is why they are not that attractive to put your money into, because... Well, sure. I mean, these quote-unquote attainable housing... They have a time plans. Frame. Yeah, I mean, there are certain things that they have to have. Yeah. And is now somebody else spoke at the meeting on Tuesday that was saying that there's a lot of, or at least some, property on the north end of town that's that's more 
buildable ready, I guess, or build well, ready. Well, they gave it to Weston, which is Stone Mill. Okay. So, and, and but that, there's even others. Uh, that was uh, the property, I think, that was being referred to. Right. Yes, there was uh, Homaloo's. He, he is a uh, realtor and builder, <clears throat> Mr. Drew Homolo with uh, Concept C. So they were looking at, and it was Mandy Coltiska at the Attainable Council meeting who, who said, I would recommend that we uh, select, because they'd received RFPs and they'd had these requests um, commercially analyzed, you know, by one of our local real estate offices as to which was offering more or build, what their real concern was is how buildable ready are you right and that yeah. and that should be if they're if they're talking about quote unquote attainable yeah that makes sense okay Vicki thank you so much we're gonna have to Bye. move on we got a bunch of stuff to cover but thank you so much for the information and uh, I need to look into this a little more I think because that makes sense were you a little okay. surprised Aaron that the uh, county commission didn't uh... based on what I'd heard yes. But after they explained what was going on, they were like, and I think Commissioner um, Siddle said something about the water line up at the airport, which they gave money back for at some point to the WWDC, which he was kind of torqued about, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so he, I don't know if this was in retribution for that. I don't want to go that far to say that, but he, he kind of said in the meeting that he was, you know, he had some heartburn over that, so... Um, but what the county was saying, what the county commissioners that voted against this were saying is that there was no reason for the county to back this because the city doesn't need the county's approval or backing or whatever to go after this funding because the WWDC is going to look at this on its own merits. Right. So the county and SAWS and whoever else they were looking for backing for it was unnecessary. That's what it was about. But was I surprised? Yes. Yes, I was. And it was a split vote, as as Vicky said. It was uh, interesting. But again, I'm not fully aware of everything that happened. in this whole story house thing, I had no idea what it was at all. So thank you, Vicky, for that. So, okay. We need to move on. So we do have Mr. Gene Sterling in this morning. And who, who by the way, it is his birthday today. Is it your birthday today? That's right, yeah. I'll be darned. Well, happy birthday. Oh, sorry, yeah, I have to lean up here to this thing. Yeah, happy, yeah thank you. Yeah, we have thank to have you, you yeah. on the microphone. Well, yeah, like? I'm an old guy. I, 49? I, yeah. In I actually Canada. remember when uh, when the Dead Sea was just getting sick. <laughs> That's a day or two ago. <laughs> when the Dead Sea was just getting sick. What, what ailed the Dead Sea, Gene? <laughs> old age. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Gene's here to talk about the classic Western film series that begins this weekend, correct? Sunday. Sunday at the Wyo. And this is an interesting thing. It's been going on for quite a number of years. Fifteen? Fifteen. Wow. I didn't realize it had been going on that long. Long time. And you've been involved with this since its inception, correct? Since its first one, yeah. yeah. Uh, Craig Johnson like, and I did the very first one. So you're kind of like one of the head guys in charge, so to speak. Uh well, I'm no longer on the board at the Wild Theater. I sat on some committees, but uh, I am still the uh, main host of it. I I pick the movies. Okay, and then pick the the uh, MCs to come in for the specific movies. I do. Okay. Well, there are four every year, correct? Unless there's five uh, 
We, last year we did five. We went actually went into February with one. Okay. Because it's every Sunday in January. Every correct? Sunday in January, oh. yes. Okay. So this year there's four. Four. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's turn it over to you. Tell us about the movies. This is um, These are old classic movies, westerns, that most people, well, my age and probably older, grew up watching. But on we've TV. seen them on TV. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. So that's the whole key is to watch these on the big screen, the big which screen, is what yeah. they were intended to be seen as. Yeah. So take her away, Gene. Yeah, and we have an amazing going. projector. that. Uh, so these are not... Uh, this is an amazing experience. If you've never seen uh, classic westerns on the big screen, this is worth it. Uh, we start out with uh, Tom Horn, who uh, everyone around here knows of Tom mm-hmm. Horn. He was a, a stock detective here in Wyoming, uh, uh, ran afoul of his employers, and uh, ended up being hung uh, for shooting a little boy, which they really never proved he did do that. But uh, he claimed at the end that he didn't. Uh, but anyway, it's uh, it'll be hosted by uh, renowned horseman Buck Brenneman, and Buck has uh, you know extensive experience at movies, movie sets, being his own movies, and uh, he he knows about movies, knows about horses, knows about cowboys. And so he brings an incredible insight to this. I, I love uh, what Buck brings to these movies when he introduces them. So it's not just somebody coming in and going, hey, here's the movie, enjoy it. They actually, yeah. he, they give a little bit of insight as to what the movie's well, about. It, it, and it, this, it sounds like it really adds to the experience. Right, it, right. it does. You can. They set up a, a, a layer of the movie that you might not have... Uh, Mm-hmm. thought of yourself and it, we aren't just getting up there and uh reading the trivia off imdb <laughs> so uh they bring a an insight to the movie and to the westerns and uh to the west and uh, they bring it to the movie and then they introduce it in uh in a place and uh, it's actually a, a brilliant concept and i don't know of any other uh Western, uh, classic Western film series that has gone on for 15 years. No kidding. So the first one this Sunday is Tom Horn. Then the following Sunday is? following Sunday is uh, called Blood on the Moon. Uh, It was from 1948. It'll be hosted by Craig Johnson. Uh, And this is a down-and-out cowboy uh, starring Robert Mitchum, and he's asked by his friend... uh, uh, to help mediate a cattle dispute, and it turns out to be a a, a swindle. Hmm. You know, it's the cows are uh, uh, having to be trailed from ranches across Indian reservation, and so the Indian agent is involved in this, and they can stall these cowboys to miss the sale dates, and so they, you know, extort them. Uh, anyway, the uh, it's the thing, you know, the bad guy comes in, gets into a situation with bad people, good people, ends up, you know, siding with the good people, and uh, uh, that's a common theme. Yeah. These, I don't want to say these are obscure movies, but these are movies that are not the ones that you see every so often on, on TV. These aren't like I try to the searchers or something find something, like that. something that is not getting worn out on the, right, uh, the right. way at the end of the dial. Right. That's what I meant, is that these are movies that came out there. They're mm-hmm. known, they're out there, mm-hmm. but they're not like the ones that you see, like 
a fistful of dollars. Everybody's seen that a thousand times. Yep. So they're not these types of movies. They're they're the more, for lack of a better term, obscure. Yeah, we'd like to bring something that uh, the, these generations haven't seen. Right. You know, not even on TV. Uh, these uh, two of these movies I had to buy to preview. Because I preview hundreds of westerns uh, between the Januarys, and you never get tired of it. <laughs> maybe, the, maybe the rest of the family does. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Well, you know, you never know. You're raising your grandson right, though. Well, he's <laughs> my great grandson. Yeah, has a room there at our house. And, oh, uh, he's only there four days a week, but he's raising me. I think. Oh, gotcha. Okay, then the following Sunday, the on January twenty first. You will be hosting. No, that's, uh, I'm not. That was uh, oh. something that came up that isn't, uh, we actually have, we had someone else mm. that didn't work out. And so uh, they put me down there, but I, uh, since I've convinced uh, uh, Aaron Linden, ah, who's okay. upstairs, I think, listening right now. Well, let me scratch this out mm-hmm. with host Aaron Linden. Okay. Yeah. And he's hosted before. He's, he's a brilliant host and he's. And he's a Western cowboy movie aficionado, too? He gets to be, yeah. Oh. Once okay. a year. Gotcha. So the movie is what? The movie is called Yellow Sky. Okay. And uh, this movie is actually, it's rumored to be a takeoff of Shakespeare's play, The Tempest. Huh. Which was a, uh, a some people are shipwrecked on an island. There's a goddess who, who uh, creates a storm which is what the Tempest is, a storm. Right. Uh, and uh, there is a, a baddish person who is redeemed, and there is a awful monster called the Caliban, is a famous monster in, uh, in theater. And uh, the, the Gregory Peck, of course, is the good guy, bad guy. But it's more, I get to think this is more like the Tom Sawyer, because these people are in this ghost town, and these outlaws show up. They go across Death Valley, filmed in Death Valley, end up in this town, Yellow Sky, name of the town. Uh, by the way, the coloration of this movie is incredible. It's, <laughs> it's something Especially else. Especially yeah. on the big screen. Uh, and they uh, <clears throat> have a gold mine, but they've kept it secret. Well, these outlaws know that there's something up, and so they let them on. Yeah, we have a gold mine, but and there's one old man and his daughter. Well, they convince these outlaws that they're – gold in there but they're just not not quite up to digging it out you know and so <laughs> these outlaws go to work digging well the old guy is enjoying the hell out of this is uh, uh these outlaws are you know just sweating themselves to death out there in this in the desert digging up his gold it's like tom sawyer and the and the fence yeah gotcha. and so uh <laughs> anyway they it it's they turn the one bad guy turns into the good guy because his outlaws are going to take all the gold. Ah, so, so that's uh, the that's yeah, the, it's, that's okay. the theatrical twist there. Yes, gotcha. Okay, the no cows movie, in that one. No cows. Yeah, and it's a western. What's the uh, final movie coming up on January twenty eighth? Um, host Sean Patrick Higgins. Yes, Sean is. Uh, uh, well-known here in town. He is a... Uh, well, I'm glad I didn't ask who he was then. He is, uh, well, <laughs> I think he just him. mentioned him a second ago. Oh. Yep. Anyway, he uh, uh, is on television shows, uh, uh, 
but it's that one, uh, Blacklist or something. That, and then the, he's uh, on stage. He's a movie star. Huh. I'll be nervous. And uh, he will be doing Shane. It's the only movie we've ever brought back. It was the first one. And 15 years later, I thought, well, let's do it again. I believe it's the best Western ever made. Uh, it's filmed there in my hometown, uh, Jackson Hole. And, uh, yes, I lived in Jackson before it became a hole. And uh, so... <laughs> Before it turned into the liberal the spot of great. Gotcha. So anyway, the uh, everyone knows this. You know, Shane is uh, the gunslinger. Comes to town, goes to work as a farmhand. Uh, he uh, is against the big cattlemen that are trying to run off the homesteaders so uh, they can have their range. And he is pitched against uh, Jack Palance, who is they brought in to. You and I talked about that. He's be, a great actor. He did him. I am a, a distant relative of Jack Palance. I see the resemblance. Yeah. I know. Well, I, I figured you you would. I mean, I've got that that bold chin. Yeah, under that beard. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so, go ahead. so he, uh, you know, they filmed it there in uh, what's called the Triangle X Ranch, which is out there by Moran. Uh, I actually worked on a western that was filmed out on the same sets. I did, uh, I think, like 21 uh, performances of this Western called the Monroe's. And uh, we had Ben Johnson was in Shane. Uh, and he is also in, was in this Western that I worked on. Hmm. And, uh, so we brought it back in. Uh, Sean is at, uh, going to bring his perspective. Perspective, yes. Thank gotcha. you uh, to it. And that'll be Sunday, January 28th. Okay, moving on. All films will be at 2 p.m. each Sunday. Did you want to say something, Ron? No. Oh, okay. And uh, each event includes prize giveaways, free popcorn, and a sense of nostalgia. Yeah, I don't know about that. It's nostalgia. That, that's out in my department. <laughs> but, uh, I am giving away. There's that the knife that I'm donating. Oh, yeah. And uh, Gene does good work, by the way. These I will be giving away uh, at the last movie during Shane. We will be drawing for that knife and every time you come to a movie your name goes back into the the fishbowl kitty yeah to uh to win this knife and these these knives sell for hundreds of dollars so so you uh, could have up to four chances yes up to four chances to win win this bad boy okay Uh, and tickets are available at the wyo tickets available at the wyo and they are how what's i'm not sure okay check i don't know what they they change from year to year they they don't charge me so i don't Right. They just let open the door and let you in. <laughs> okay. All right, Gene, thanks a lot for joining us. That's the Classic Western Film Series begins this Sunday at the Wyo and repeats every Sunday throughout January. And there's more information. Free popcorn. Free popcorn. Forgot about that. And there's more information on the Wyo's uh, website. Check that out. And a story also on sharedmedia.com. Is there? Yeah. Thanks, Gene, for joining us. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday right after this. Plug into Jackson Electric and you'll feel the power. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, call Jackson Electric. 
commercial, residential, agricultural, it makes no difference. Call Jackson Electric. Jackson Electric does high efficiency LED lighting and fire alarm systems installation. Wiring a home, wiring a business, new electrical service or enlarging existing surface. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. With the complete redesign of Legacy Diamond and Gems, a five-decade tradition of jewelers in the Kraft family continues. Tom Kraft and his expert staff of bench jewelers create custom jewelry and repair of all levels of difficulty, and it's all done in-house. They are also one of the largest bridal centers in Wyoming, where you can find the perfect ring or design the perfect ring for the best value. Visit Legacy Diamond and Gem at 11 North Main Street in downtown Sheridan, online at LegacyDiamondGems.com. Are you looking for your own piece of rural property? Well, let's talk about 1947 Sussex Road near KC. This private 40 acres is zoned agricultural, has 28 irrigated acres with ditch water, plus sprinklers up a well. Powder River runs right through the property and has great fishing, plus whitetail, mule deer, and occasional elk. If you're interested in 1947 Sussex Road, call Dolly Bellis at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. Buy two weeks, get two weeks free. Our classified ad special going on right now at the Country Bounty. When you buy two weeks, you get two weeks free. The Country Bounty is your source for classified ads in Sheridan and Johnson Counties with a circulation of over 17,000 households. So don't wait. Buy two weeks and get two weeks free. The Country Bounty classified deadline is every Thursday at 1 p.m. Call 674-4312 or email countrybounty at sheridanmedia.com. Face it, you don't want to do your own plumbing and heating work or repair. You need a professional, and that is exactly what you will get if you work with RAP Plumbing and Heating. Being fully licensed, bonded, and insured, you can rest assured that they will take care of your repairs and maintenance in the very best way possible. Call RAP Plumbing and Heating at 429-1196 and rest easy knowing it'll be done right. This is Dan Rapp with RAP Plumbing and Heating. And as we like to say, if you find a leak, let me take a peek. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Aaron Palmer, Ron Richter, and uh, thanks again, Gene Sterling came in and talked about the Western movie series. Every January. Every January. 15 years. That's been a long time. Yeah. Apparently, been, he likes Western movies. Well, it's been well-received. A lot yeah. of people like going. I mean, I love seeing old movies on yeah. the big screen. I mean, I've, you know, so if you are a Western film aficionado and have not been to any of these yeah. highly suggest you go to one if not all i agree i agree uh like you said free popcorn yeah so why not well a chance to win some pretty cool stuff too sure and that knife i wish people could see that but if you trust yeah. me it, it, it's it's a beautiful knife gene is great work good very good yeah, work it's their quality sweet. utensils yeah quality okay moving on um one of the things that i looked at this week i'm trying to mess up my microphone here one of the things that i looked at and this may be a little early but the legislative session is yeah, coming up it's a budget session this this year correct? this year so there are a lot of bills and i didn't count them but there are four pages of bills that That's... are being proposed for the legislative session and you and i both know that <laughs> the chance of these bills going through on a regular year, are slim to, slim none. to none. 
and during a budget session, even slimmer-er and nunner-er. Yes. But so, there's a bunch. So, a bunch you know, it leads to the question, why? Why do they do it? I, I, I understand. I, I know the Well, the they keep game. hoping, I guess, yes, that they're, you know, but, well, mine will go through. Well, okay, chances are, statistically speaking, probably not. But they have to, you know, hey, they can go back to their constituents. I tried. Yeah. That's what, that's what they can Dog do. Dog and pony show. Now, this gets started on Monday, February 12th is the first day of the session. That's when they convene, 10 a.m. with the joint session. Um, kind of some highlights throughout the, the session because it's um, a 20-day schedule, and it's all tentative. We know this. Um, if they need more time, they'll, they'll take more time. Right. But it's a 20-day schedule that they try to adhere to. So the crossover date is Monday, February 26th. That's day 11. And then the final joint conference committee reports, blah, 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 and adjourned by midnight on Friday, March 8th. So that is the tentative schedule. We'll Quick see. work. I mean, it's, it's, and they put in... Long hours. Long hours. I mean, the, the, <clears throat> the days sometimes don't end during the budget session mm-hmm. for a lot of legislators. Yep. Now, they've, you know. They put their time in. Just sure. like with everything, where there's some legislators that are basically down there grabbing free lunches and living off the uh, taxpayers' time. I just to be honest, there are. Yeah. And there's a lot of deadbeat legislators. Doing I mean, stuff. Yes, of course. You know, but let's just, I'll be that guy. One of the things that's... I think is on everyone's mind from last year moving into this year's legislative session. Property tax reform. Yes. I think now, that's the big one. It is. It has to be. And during the budget session, what are the chances that it's going to happen? None. Oh, uh, probably Th- not. They'll discuss it. It'll get on the floor. It'll Somebody will kill it. Yeah. Or it'll get stuffed into somebody's desk and forgotten about. But... If that happens, I think there's a good possibility there might be some very, very upset people in this state. Well, yeah, this is an election year. Yeah. But the problem Are is... Are you what, listening, politicians? The, the, the problem is, though, <laughs> is so many of these incumbents run unopposed. Yeah. And, and if someone does run against them, they have no clout. Right. And they have no backing by the uh, the party. I don't. I don't want to say this, but wouldn't it be fun to watch, maybe not in Wyoming, but in another in another state, where the incumbents just don't win? Just yeah. vote for whoever. Vote for the other guy. Open voting. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah it would oh, be interesting. I see what you're saying. Yeah. But, you know, it, is it going to happen? No. But you, what we could end up, though, in quite a... Pickle. A bag with that, because <laughs> just look at look at the some of the fine representatives in dc what was that guy from the east coast that just lied about everything parents were in 9-11 and all that i mean santos was his name yeah i forgot about that yep. how did you forget about that guy was a, a habitual liar and everyone's <laughs> george santos and everyone stood in his corner saying he's a good guy he's, a good he's guy. not really lying and it's like he literally lied about absolutely everything, everything and he still got voted in and he still had people in his corner What's so what the hell does that say about society? <laughs> well, this goes on. It, it's across the board. You know, the, you see legislators, representatives, whatever you want to call them, senators, that, you know, you just look at this, presidents, you know, look at this and go, really? I know. And, and thank you, James. <laughs> I, I, I remembered yeah. Santos, but I didn't remember his, I just have his mug in my, my brain and all the perpetual lies he 
shoved down Americans' throats. Well, with this year's legislative session and it being an election year, this is going to be. Oh. This is going to be. Yeah, we're. This is the calm before the storm. Yeah, I, I guarantee. You. Enjoy it now. Yeah, it's it, going it, to get it, crazy. It, it will be one of the ugliest years in American history. I agree. Four bills on property taxes right now are being proposed. We'll see what happens. For in this budget in session, this session coming up next yep, month? That deal with property tax. House Bill 3, property tax exemption for long-term homeowners. This was brought up last year. Everybody was like, this should be you know, a no-brainer, and it didn't pass. Right. So that's one. This was sponsored by the Joint Revenue Interim Committee. And this is taxation establishing a tax exemption for long-term homeowners and providing a penalty for false claims and providing an effective date. Okay, so there's that one. House Bill 4 is property tax refund program, um, also sponsored by the Joint Revenue Interim Committee. This uh, relates to property tax amending qualifications for the property tax refund program, amending qualifications for the count, excuse me, county optional property tax refund program, amending the maximum refund under the property tax refund program, and also an effective date. Geez, that is wordy as hell. Yeah. Well, and I just took the highlights. You, the whole thing was oh, I know. You know, page long. And so that's the, the second one. House Bill 18, property tax inflation cap. And this one was interesting, and I couldn't find a lot of information on it. I'd, I'd be curious to talk to someone on the uh, Revenue Interim Committee to see exactly what this Get the entails. scoop on it. Right. Uh, sponsored by the Joint Revenue Interim Committee, this um, is ad valorem taxation, limiting the maximum annual taxable value increase for residential property, striking absolute excuse me, obsolete, absolute, obsolete language and providing for contingent effective date, which is probably going to be July 1st. Right. Um, But that is interesting in and of itself right there. The last one, property tax, classes of property and residential value. And I think this is the one that they were looking at last year, which would reclassify residential properties and because as it is right now all properties across the board in the state are valued the same way Mm -hmm. so they're trying to take residential properties and put it into a separate um category category classification however you want to look at it to give the homeowners um a more, more a little more of a break right yeah but i think this is the one that requires a constitutional amendment amendment yeah, I but think you're right. This resolution um, will change the assessment of residential real property, commercial property, oh, commercial as well, agricultural property, and personal property to separate property classes for the purpose of taxation. So, okay, that's exactly what I thought. Providing for evaluation of residential real property and revoking a prior constitutional joint resolution which has not been submitted to the voters. Maybe it won't take a constitutional amendment. I don't know. Well, anyway, maybe not as it's written, but it may be amended too. And you know, and once you get the lawyers involved, it's probably going to be. Well, it gets marked up, gets sent back to the other side. They mark it up. Send. I mean, it's. Well, it sounds good. At least on paper, these four 
sound like they're yeah. But at least they're making. You know, the thing is, last year I thought they had some very good things. Yeah, looked like they had some legs going into the legislative session. And I know there are a few people in the public that said basically after nothing got done, they're like, you had one job. Yeah. Yeah. There are some interesting bills coming up here. I, I highlighted some. We'll talk about that when we come back. Oh, the, but the, this, the what, what, what do you mean? What, what's your definition of interesting, Aaron? Uh, like could be problematic. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Let me put it down. It could right. be could be problematic. That was we'll the, talk. That about. was the politically correct version. Yes. Yes. We'll see. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a break on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. We'll come back and talk about more legislation after that. to the most complex electrical applications. Jackson Electric has the knowledge, the experience, and the reputation to meet and exceed any electrical need or requirement. Jackson Electric's expertise even includes phone systems, data systems, LED lighting systems, fire alarm systems, and irrigation systems. Residential, commercial, industrial, agriculture. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, Jackson Electric does it all at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or are ready to build your dream home, the lending experts at First Northern Bank of Wyoming will be with you every step of the way. Hi, this is Whitney Sweeney, and I invite you to stop in to see me at the First Northern Bank Mortgage Office at 36 North Gould Street, or call 673-HOME to start your journey today. Your community bank serving Wyoming since 1885. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS 1124841. Don't miss the Rafter T. Angus Annual Sale, Saturday, January 13th at 1 p.m. at the Buffalo Livestock Marketing. Kale and Kim Kretschmann and family will offer a top group of 60 range-ready yearling Angus bulls and 100 commercial-bred females. The quality will be outstanding. The bulls will be ready to go to work. So come in for lunch at 1130. The sale starts promptly at 1. Request your sale catalog today to be entered to win in the $500 sale day credit. Visit RafterTAngus.com for more details. So, my New Year's resolution is to never take a sleeping pill and a laxative on the same night again. Your resolution should be to get that broke-down 4x4 side-by-side that you're never going to ride again out of the backyard. Handles will come and take a look at it, make you an offer, and if you take them up on it, Handles will come out and get that old girl out of your yard and out of your hair. Have a safe and happy New Year from Handles Service Center on Sheridan's Heartland Drive or on the web at handlesservicecenter.com. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday, Ron Richter, Aaron Palmer, and we talked to Gene Sterling about the Western Film Series, which starts on Sunday and continues every Sunday Two o'clock. through January. And Wild Theater. Downtown. Good stuff. Go see it if you're a West, even if you're not a Western movie aficionado, go go yeah. spend a Sunday eating popcorn and watching a movie. I am as non-cowboy as cowboy gets, and I love Westerns. Yeah, me too. So, I It's not that I'm against cowboy no, stuff no, i'm no, not it's just, it's just that's not me yeah. you know i i go to rodeos i dig the stuff yeah. I, I own a cowboy hat that i never wear because it looks ridiculous on me my dad pulled it off me not so much <laughs> aaron i so. want to hear about these interesting bills yeah 
Because we did talk about the legislature. You, you, you have piqued my interest on these interesting bills. <laughs> the legislative session starts next month, and as we talked about, it's a budget session, but there are, I'm guessing, 80 bills. I don't know. There's four pages of bills that I that I looked at, and the chance of these passing are none, you know, but some probably will get passed. But there are some interesting ones. We talked about the property tax bills, and Every one of those should at least be seriously yes, looked at. Those, are, those are legitimate bills that need to be debated. And in my opinion, they need to be the top priority, yeah. period. Because I think people in this state are just tired of double-digit increases in their property taxes every year mm-hmm. over the last however many years, three, four, five years. So that needs to be the priority. But some of the other bills that I thought were interesting, House Bill 2, Non-resident fishing license fee increase. Okay. Makes sense, I guess. Yeah. I don't um, have, I, I think that's. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. It just depends on how much it is. I mean, if you've looked at the non-resident fees for like, say, elk and bighorn sheep, they're astronomical. Yes. Which I think they probably should be because yeah, we don't want people that. coming in. You well, know. If you do want to come here, then you have to pay the piper. Sure. I agree. I agree with that. But they're, you know, as far, and, and if it means me not getting an astronomical increase as a resident, I'm, I'm perfectly okay Exactly. Um, one of the other things here, let me look at this. House Bill, House Bill 37. These are election offenses, uh, and this is under the classification of intimidation. I don't know exactly what that means, but I looked at that and I went, wow, that's something to look into. Should it be looked into? Well, absolutely. If somebody's being intimidated, if they're they're at an election polling place or whatever, which is what I think this is. It's a protection for the voters. So, yeah, also a good idea. House Bill 38, voter qualifications, durational residency requirement. So they're wanting people to live in the state, I guess, a certain amount of time before they can vote. I wonder what the duration is. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't get into it. But I I do agree with that. I I think if you're, like, here for a month, you should not be allowed to. Well, I think, yeah, to a certain extent. Now, let's let's talk about this for a second, because if it happens to be a national election, regardless of whether you, you lived in California and moved here, you should be able to vote in those federal elections. Yes. Maybe not locally because you don't know what the heck's going on. So I can understand that. But they're they're a slippery slope. Oh, I just moved here. Well you can't yeah, vote because you haven't true. been here for you're, six you're, months. You're kind of, you know. Yeah. So there you go. I thought that one was that's a good point. Um House Bill thirty nine, campaign reporting. No idea. But it seemed like something that should I, be looked at. I have into. a question. Is it possible that maybe we can have some of our local representatives on our Friday show? I, I know they're going to be busy and whatnot, but if they could just take maybe five, ten minutes of their time. During on, the session, you mean? Yes, during okay. the session on our, you know, call in live. That way we got news as it happens instead of, you know, talk to them the day That's before. The you, know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And I know they're busy, but, you know, we'll see. We'll reach out. Okay. You know. Yeah, we'll see if Senator Kinski and... Craig and some of the other ones. Call in, you know, sometime during the 9 o'clock hour on Friday, you know, five minutes. We've got time to set that. That's a good idea. Okay. Another one, Senate File 9, Parental Rights and Education. I'm curious to see what that one's about. Um, Senate File 20, Electricity Rates for Costs that Do Not Benefit Wyoming. 
bank that stems from, <laughs> yeah, you know, Rocky Mountain Power saying, well, you know, we had to spend money in California and everywhere else, so we're going to raise your rates in Wyoming to help pay for that. I think that's what that's about as well. So we'll that, to me, that that's that's the the term. Yeah. Uh, just to be honest, being bent over. Senate File 34, the last one real quick. Sex offender registration, registrable offenses. I'm curious to see what that's about. Oh, interesting. We've got some things. There. Those are interesting bills. I will give you exactly. that, Aaron. Exactly. I, I, I thought you were going down a different road when you said interesting <laughs> bills. <laughs> we will see. That'll do it for today's show, Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Thanks, Ron. Yeah, Arriba See you Nerche. next week. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. Maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet. Maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building. Maybe it's high efficiency LED lighting or a fire alarm system or phone system installation and repair. Maybe it's data system wiring, irrigation wiring or electric motor sales and repair. Commercial, residential, industrial, agriculture, above ground, below ground. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. You opened your account with your local Sunlight Federal Credit Union, but maybe you find yourself on vacation or going to college or are moving away and you wonder how will you access your account. Well, don't worry, it has never been easier. You can access your account at more than 5,000 co-op shared branch locations in all 50 states, just like you were at your home credit union. To find the nearest branch, visit coopsharedbranch.org. Sunlight Federal Credit Union, banking done local no matter where you are. Sunlight Federal Credit Union, member NCUA, an equal housing lender, building a brighter future together. Magic Melanie here with First Northern Bank, Sheridan Honda, and Power Sports Pro Football Pick'em. Here's what happened in the KROE studio this week. The Broncos, they're traveling to Vegas. I'm going to pick the Broncos because new quarterback. I think the guy is going to come out and go, and I want that starting position. That's what most of them say, and then they get go 10 for 25, well, 120 yards and two picks. I think that uh, this guy, uh, what's his name? Jarrett, you don't even know his name. I don't even know his name. <laughs> Jarrett Stidham. Stidham. Yeah, I was going to say Stinson, but I know Jarrett Stins- Stidham is his name. Stidham. It should be Stidham. Yeah, Stidham. not nice. Yeah. Good one. Stidham. <laughs> I wonder if he's ever heard that before. Yeah, I bet not. <laughs> Stidham. I love how the announcers are going to do that one. Is going to be the starting QB. Hey, it's Desperado Dave with Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Play along with us every week for a chance to win a prize. This week, it's a $100 gift card to Warehouse Gastro Pub. Just go to the contest page on SheridanMedia.com and click on the Pro Football Pick'em banner. Hi, this is Liz Kincaid, host of the new video podcast called Sheridan County Ag Update. Join me each week as I visit with folks in our area about local agriculture issues issues, rodeo, 4-H, FFA, and more. You can find my video podcast each week and past interviews under the podcast tab or on the front page of SheridanMedia.com. Sheridan County Ag Update is presented by Heartland Kubota, Cowboy State Bank, and True Built Builders. So join me, Liz Kincaid, host of Sheridan County Ag Update on SheridanMedia.com. This public service message is presented by BHJ Property Management at 101 South Main. The Sheridan Civic Theater Guild will have auditions for its upcoming production of Waiting for Godot at the Carriage House Theater at 419 Delphi. Auditions will be held January 8th and 9th at 6 p.m. Performances will run March 7th through 10th and March 14th through 17th. See the Civic Theater Guild's Facebook page for more details. 